The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. On the line now, a great pleasure to chat to Bruce Spilson, who is the Australian Small Business and Family Enterprise Ombudsman. Bruce, thank you very much for being on the program. Mitchell, fab to be with you and the Pulse listeners on the Bellarine Peninsula. Yes, well, we're very much looking forward to when we can come over to the Mornington Peninsula, as I was telling you uh, during the break. I mean, we have had relative freedoms, so we've been locked out of metropolitan Melbourne for a very long time. So, really looking forward to going over there. And yeah, I think, it'd be great. In I mean, fact, on, on the story too about the the revitalisation of so many businesses that are reliant on that kind of visitor traffic and. Uh, you know, spare a thought for the ferry operators running between yeah. <laughs> the two peninsulas. And, uh, and, and yeah, but that's just part of the story about what we can look forward to next. I think on Friday at about 5.59pm, I'll be in Little River, right on the border, ready to go. And <laughs> probably on the freeway, you're going to see all these cars coming the other way, all of the Melburnians escaping, and I'll be the only person going into <laughs> Metro Melbourne. Well, well, Mitchell, it's interesting because there's so many people just busting to get amongst things that we've probably taken for granted. And you know, and I suppose that's also what's giving, you know, a strong sense of optimism amongst small business owners and leaders. And, you know, you'd know from your listening audience that small business is the lifeblood of that greater Geelong economy. It provides livelihoods, adds a fabric and flavour to the community, and it's really uh, a key driver of economic opportunity. So uh, this new normal, as we, we get back into a, 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 the, the changed economy, uh, is going to be one that small business owners and leaders are going to navigate with great interest and uh, hopefully uh, profitably so they can keep providing the opportunities that they do. Now, I see one of the issues at the moment is payments and some of the mm. challenges around uh, FPOS and people paying by card. And I think one of the issues, and I was talking to someone about this last week, is that people aren't paying by FPOS that much anymore because, you know, you don't push savings or anything like that anymore. You just tap your, tap your card and go. Yeah, it looks spot on, Mitchell. Um, that the tap and go environment, which has been encouraged, you know, particularly during COVID, as people have not wanted to handle cash, and uh, has seen a lot of those transactions just happen in the background without a lot of buy-in or influence from the uh, from the customer. But what that's meant is that a lot of those transactions have been routed through direct debit systems run by international cards like Visa and Mastercard rather than FPOS, and, and they are, for many sizes of transactions, more expensive to the merchant, the merchant being the person that, uh, the, the business that's serving you and supplying you. So, in effect, it's sort of had a, a bit of a, a cost shift onto those businesses just by way of the payment system being set up in a fashion that doesn't select the lesser cost routing option. And so we've been urging regulators, the Reserve Bank, to say, well, well, hang on, unless the consumer's busting to use a Visa or Master debit card, surely it's in everyone's interest to, to have a default where that transaction goes through the least cost payment channel, uh, gets good value for the customers, the small business needing you know, every support they can get to recover, is not paying more for those transactions than they need to, and that would seem to make sense, but uh, we haven't seen decisive action on that, just encouragement from the Reserve Bank for the big banks in particular to do the right thing and to date, encouragement hasn't been enough. 
it seems to make a lot of sense to just route it through the cheapest cost yeah. option, but I suppose the actual payment processes have an incentive to make a lot of money, and I'd imagine they would with all that money flowing around, and if they take just a small percentage of that, the fees would be very, very nice. Yeah, and that's right. It, 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 they're, they're not big sums individually, but you know, I've seen some research that points to it being worth tens of thousands of dollars uh, to different businesses, particularly where you've got you know high transaction volumes where the value might not be that big, but the volumes are big. There's a little clip here and there along the way, and you know, for the the people that have issued those cards, primarily the bigger banks and financial institutions, they they might get a little extra love uh, each time those transactions take place. But usually they have an incentive from those international card companies to to get over a certain threshold of transactions. And and then there's a bit of a payday at the end of it. So, you know, it's a bit like you and I owning a GPS system, Mitchell, and doesn't matter where we want to go, we always get pushed onto a a toll road that we happen to have a stake in as well. You know, people Mm -hmm. would see that as, as not too classy. It's expensive, neither a needless cost on small business. Uh, we'd just like to see, you know, the regime default to the least cost routing option, uh, unless, of course, the customers want to do something else and then they're free to do so. And how tolerant are consumers if businesses try and push the costs onto them? Because I know from my point of view, it's a bit of a nasty surprise sometimes if you're going into pay and they want to put a surcharge on top of that for the credit card processing. And I know that the government uh, a few years back, I think it was, um, brought in a restriction that said that businesses can't actually charge more than what their costs are for that because some businesses yeah. were getting their numbers up to you know 3% or thereabouts. But I'd imagine it would be quite hard to pass that on to consumers and the tolerance for that would be quite low. Well, certainly for debit cards, I think consumers, I know just as you've described, Mitchell, and you should be the economics lead on the polls. Oh, thank you. presenter at this time of day, you're well well informed. But yes, for for sort of credit card transactions and other types of financing, um, there is scope for the the business owner to pass on uh, a, a, a fair cost of that, but it's got to be relevant to the actual cost of using that payment method. So, you know, and you've seen some places where fees are a bit higher for uh, Amex and, 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 and things like that, but you'll also see for some transactions, um, people will be looking to recover a couple of percent per credit cards where it might be Visa or MasterCard. The thing that's happened in this space is debit cards are usually less expensive than credit cards. And often the tr- the payment amount, you know, if it's just a, uh, you know, a skinny macchiato or something at the local cafe at the foreshore at Geelong, you mm. just sort of wave your card, you don't think much of it. But those those several cents add up. And, and because they are of that amount, merchants, business owners tend not to pass them on. They just absorb them. And therefore, in absorbing them, it, it's, a, it's another cost on that business. So there is scope if you wanted to, to go through that exercise. Um, and the Reserve Bank said, well, you know, there is some scope to recover fees. The point is for those lower transactions, high volume transactions, and if you've got a whole bunch of people queuing up for, a, you know, a, a skinny flat white and macchiatos, you, you don't want to hold up that transaction just as you explain to the person, look, the number on the screen, we need to change that to add a, you know, a couple of cents here and there. You can see how that would be impractical. Uh, and, and that's why in most cases these debit card costs are simply absorbed by the business that's serving you. Uh, and, and we think that that cost should be the least cost given it's being absorbed. Otherwise, you're just 
you know, taking money out of the till of the business and sending it off to a, a card provider that's, um, you know, able to charge more because they can. So in closing, I think it's fair to say that the finance and banking systems come a long way over the last, say, 10 or so years with things like instant payments and not having to wait for weekends and that sort of thing for money to come through, but still a fair way to go for small business. Yeah, look, these little things aren't always front of mind of a business owner. Right now, they'll be thinking about how do I gear up? How do I get ready for, you know, possibly a, a, a wave of customers trying to get out of Melbourne and coming to Geelong and the Bellarine Peninsula? These aren't front of mind issues, Mitchell, but they are costs. And, and all businesses need to keep a sharp eye on costs. And when they're a needless cost, they represent just another headwind in the face of small business owners and leaders just trying to recover just trying to delight their customers and, and provide that vital contribution they do to the local community. So that's that's why we think we can do better here. The Commonwealth Bank have made a, taken a baby step with, with showing that least cost routing of a form can be done. So it's not as if there's a technical argument why it can't be done. It's really about appetite and preparedness to look after those small business merchants. Uh, and that's my job, trying to make sure this is the best place to start and grow and transform a business. And this is one needless cost that just doesn't need to be at the level it is for those small business owners and leaders in the Bellarine Peninsula. Well, thanks so much for being on the program. Really appreciate it. And uh, who knows, may I speak to you again at some point in the future. Thanks, Mitchell. And you'll probably throw to the stock market report now. I love your work. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, Bruce Bilson there, the Australian Small Business and Family Enterprise Ombudsman. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.